When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Joseph Shepard. And your girl Miss Laganja Astranja. And we're back, back, back again with another episode of Queening Out. Um, I always do that. I go, ooh, after oh. every single time. Okay. It's like when I entered the workroom and I said my catchphrase, and then Gia Gunn was like, yes, bitch, work. It's like a tail end to a catchphrase. Yes. Yes, bitch. Yes, bitch. Work. work. <laughs> um, you're getting ready for work I the world. I am getting ready. I have been going like crazy this week, doing all the things. I swear to God, I have kept the house of Bezos in uh, business. Amazoning I literally have it. been getting all the things, all the things and things. I got my extensions removed this morning. Because I'm wearing a bunch of short wigs, so mm -hmm. I got to be able to put the hair underneath them. Got my nails did, got my toes done. So we're doing a couple of little last minute collabs today and tomorrow, and then she's off on Sunday. Where's the first city? The first city is Atlantic City. New Jersey. Outside, yeah, outside of New Jersey, right? Or is it in New Jersey proper? In New Jersey. I think, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I just know it, it has casinos. Lots of casinos. Great. Love that. It means I can smoke inside. So yes. I'm into that. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you? What have you been up to? Um, well, as I was talking to you just a little bit ago, I had never seen Mommy Dearest. Bad gay. And so I knew before I got to this podcast and with the episode this Did week. Did you know or was it your boyfriend that knew? My boyfriend told me, he Good said, gay. you need to watch Mommy <laughs> Dearest before you do this podcast. So I watched How the episode. How had you never seen that? My parent, it just never crossed your ether? Well... The thing was, is that my parents were very, when I was younger, very gatekeeping of everything that I watched okay. and everything that I did. They were gay keeping. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. So anything that had anything to do with being gay or like a, a moment, like was. So you always... didn't grow up listening to Bette Midler? No. Oh, bless your heart. No, I did not. The first song that I heard on the radio, because my parents didn't let me listen to the radio. Whoa. I, it was a third grade field trip. Okay. And we were in somebody's parents' car, and they put on the radio, and it was Macy Gray's I Try. That was the first song I heard on the radio. Wow. It's a it good a, one. It is a good one. We love a Macy Gray moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I watched Mommy Dearest. I loved it. Did you love yes, it? Yes, I did. It's great, right? It's so good. There's a reason it's, it's so, a, a gay classic. Yes. I totally understand it. And then I made sure I watched the episode to then get all the references again. Yeah. And I got it. So... I'm excited. Yeah. Love it. And you just put on an episode with Bimini. I did. Yes. Exposed. Put out my Exposed with Bimini, um, which was wonderful to see the reception. People are really loving her, which of she's, course. She's amazing. She's freaking amazing. Yeah. She's like a rock star. Yeah. Totally. And so that that was a very great in-depth interview. We got into like management issues and we got into things that she has been going through and she let some tea spill that I guess that oh. a lot of the UK girls are going through management issues. Really? And they're about to put out like a joint statement and like sue. So Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, we had that happen here in America with mm -hmm. one of the companies that I shall not name, but I myself can relate to the management issues. I've gone through many a manager, many a booking agent. It's definitely a lot of trial and error and just finding the right team that works for you. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. You gotta find those that support you and want to push you and not use you. That's right. Or want to be you. A lot of those promoters out there, you know. Oh, they want to be you. Well, they want to be a doll. They want to be the queen. They want to be the star of it all. Yeah. So that's why they book the doll so they get the cloud and it's a whole thing. Can you like spot those people? Um, yeah, I can. Yeah, pretty quickly. I mean, if they pick you up from the airport and they're already full out, you're like, uh huh, I see where this is going this weekend. Yeah. Like, I got it. I see you. I see you. I feel you. But, you know, I live into that. I Mm. give into it. I let them live. If they're feeling their fantasy by being with me, I mean, why wouldn't I support that? That's Mm. wonderful that I can, like, bring that joy or that effervescence. So, yeah, I, I go with it. That's something Shangela taught me. Give give the promoters their life. It will keep you booked for years. <laughs> well, we have some emails. Yes. So let's get into it. You can send us an email at laganjoes, L-A-G-A-N-J-O-E-S. I was going to let gmail. you spell com. it because, you know, I fucked that up last week. I think you said like Lanajos or you something. You know, dyslexia. It's real. <laughs> the first one is from Mail, M-A-E-L. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Um, Hello, hello, Ganja and Joseph. I hope you're doing good. So I am a 21-year-old virgin, gay man, and I've never done anything sexually or romantically with anyone ever. I really have a desire to, but I don't know. I just don't feel comfortable. I feel really good about my body. I'm not insecure with it, but when it comes to sex, I feel the opposite. I just wanted to know if you had some advice for me regarding this topic. P.S. I am French, and I just want to say that France loves you both very much, and thank you for this amazing review. Oh, wow. This is a very fierce question. I mean, I guess I would say explore with yourself first. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe they have already done this, but if not, I just want to put that out there. Masturbation is key. Oh, yes. You know, get to know yourself. Get to know what makes you tick so that when you're working with someone else, you're able to be communicative. Um, As far as, like, putting yourself out there. I mean, there really isn't a right or wrong way to do it. You just kind of got to do it. I hate to say that because it's kind of like very easier said than done, but I don't think there are like ways to like ease into the water. Mm -hmm. Reminds me of, um, uh, not supermodel. What is it? Uh, superstar. Oh, superstar. You know how she's like, there's one where you like dip your toes into the pool or you just like jump in. I feel like this is one of those situations where you just have to sort of jump in you know, maybe there's like kissing and handholding that like leads up to sex. So we love a good little foreplay, mm-hmm. but ultimately, you know, you just got to be brave and, and be willing to mess up or embarrass yourself because the only way you're going to get better is through trying and figuring it out. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have my first sexual experience. So I was 21. So I wow, can feel okay. you in that boat. Um, I would say that my issue was I couldn't accept myself. Mm. So I had the the struggle of accepting that I was gay and that was pushing off the sexual experiences sure. because I was just like, I don't even know if this is what I is. Like, I don't want to do this, blah, blah, right. blah. But then, like you said, you really do have to jump in. Yeah. Yes, I was hand sweat, clammy. Yes, I was Same. nervous as hell. Same. It is a nerve wracking thing. It may not be the best experience of your life. Yeah. But once you get the one done... It becomes easier. It becomes easier. Yeah. And I think for me, I was really lucky because I've always been more into guys who are the aggressive one Mm. and the ones to like lead the scenario. So I feel like that's one way that I was able to really get into it is that I wasn't the one to initiate. I was the one to follow through. Mm -hmm. The receiver. The receiver. The bottom. (laughs) The woman. (laughs) 
Keep going. Um, the taker. <laughs> the toker. No. The tush. <laughs> so good. So good. Yes. So thank you, Mail, for this. Literally, I think that the biggest thing is just find the confidence in yourself. Be comfortable. Don't do anything that you don't want to do and don't feel pressured to do anything. Use you condoms. Don't do. Yes. Prep is your best friend. Prep is your best friend. Use condoms. And a little drink or two might help ease mm -hmm. you up. Maybe a little laganja. A little laganja. And I will say, as I said with the Pride event last year, or not last episode, when I said with the yeah. Pride event when the person wrote in, um, if you're not feeling it, just leave. I love that actually. I, trust me, I've had there moments. have been plenty of situations. I have too, where I'm like, mm, this isn't working, doll. Mm -hmm. Let's wrap this up more than it already is. Time to go. <laughs> Next up, we have a message from Addie. It says, I don't have any questions. Just wanted to say how happy I am to have you back at Queening Out, even though this season is kind of meh. I do agree with Ganja. I love watching earlier seasons. It was so root. Well, she wrote revolutionary, but I, I'm going to say revolutionary. <laughs> but such is the case with revelations. When they get established, they lose their charisma. Mm -hmm. Trying to cater to a wider and larger audience maybe makes them compromise a lot of the queer aspects of RuPaul's Drag Race that they held in the past. And with the all-star seasons... It's all the more disappointing since both we and the dolls waited for their return to the mm. screen and the show does not deliver on showcasing the queens. I get that they want to change the format, but there are unsuccessful changes. We didn't get to see enough of the eliminated queens and it's giving regular season vibe. I'm having more fun watching you two than I do the episodes. And since the next one is the last time you'll be together in the studio before my queen is off to tour, I want to say stay safe out there, mama. Still love you both, Addie. XX. Oh, so sweet. Also, I love the shade. She better read. She said. Well, nah. you know, I hate to go back to this, but every time I watch it on Paramount Plus, season one comes back on. And I'm always like, girl, I don't need to watch this. But then somehow I get sucked in. I literally, this is what happened to me last night when watching the episode. I'm at the last episode of season one. So I was like, well, I've already watched all these episodes. I might as well watch this last episode. And, you know, um, why do I want to say Fifi? No. BB. Thank you. Gosh, <laughs> I'm off today. I was up very early to get my extensions out. Um, so BB sits down with the RuPaul. With the RuPaul? With, with the, the RuPaul. With the RuPaul. With RuPaul to have the Tic Tac dinner or luncheon. And, you know, she starts talking about Cameroon and how she sees people die from HIV and AIDS and lack of funding and medication around her. And she begins to cry. And I started getting teary eyed and I was like, wow, like I never get this emotional watching the show anymore. It's just crazy to me that like, yeah, so much of the essence of the beginning seasons has really been lost. And a lot of the dramatic moments or the touching moments just feel so produced. Mm -hmm. Like, I really feel like people are scared to be vulnerable on the show. And that's why ultimately it doesn't have that same charisma as Addie was saying. So I do think it's part producers, but I also think it's now that Queens are producing themselves mm -hmm. and they're afraid to just let that wall down and really be truly who they are. So anyways, I agree with you, Addie. Thank you for watching our show. I'm glad we're bringing you yes. joy and able to spice up this season 
And yeah, I just appreciate your honesty and I will definitely stay safe out there. Well, thank you, Addie. And now we get to get onto some voicemails, but before we do, you were mentioning Paramount Plus and when you watch the episodes um, of All Stars and it goes back to season one. Yeah. I will tell you, if you don't know, if you click Drag Race, RuPaul's Drag Race on Paramount Plus, there's a little live channel button. And literally, if you click that, it's just a channel on Paramount Plus that just plays Drag Race 24-7. <laughs> so you don't know what episode you're going to get. That's you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I like that. So like, if anybody wants to just randomly, you just feel like watching Drag Race and you don't know what season, just turn on that live channel. I did it the other day, and I think it was like season three was on. That's and so I was fun. Like, yeah. Okay. I like that. I'll give that I'll give that a try. All right. Let's listen to our first voicemail. Hi, Shepard. Hi, Laganja. This is Amanda from Washington State. I just wanted to congratulate you guys because this year of the show is fantastic. Um, so I wanted to give you guys your flowers. Um, I also wanted to shout out, uh, why am I so nervous? Weird. Uh, I just wanted to also shout out, uh, Joseph because, uh, as someone that was recently diagnosed as autistic, um, you know, thank you for sharing that. I also relate to your <laughs> food sensory issues. I have had a lifetime of trying to explain to people, um, why I don't like certain foods. And it's like, it, it sounds bomb, but I just don't like onions on things. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, can relate and uh, can relate to the struggle of trying to explain to people. Um, so yeah, I just, yeah, wanted to give you guys your flowers and uh, thank you guys for sharing. And I'm excited to see uh, more of your guys' journey. Uh, stay, yeah, stay healthy and happy and, and safe and all that. And thank you guys. Bye. I, I love this. I will say I was laughing so hard at the comments Me of the last too. episode. Not ramen, All gate. the ramens. There's so many people talking about ramen. I loved it. There was some on my side saying they did. There was definitely did. some. Yeah. People they, ate it dry like yes. you. And then there are other people telling me that if I eat it dry, then I'm it's going to get for bloated you. and it's bad for you <laughs> and all this stuff. And I was like, well, I never knew that ramen gate would happen. It, it happens. Did. It was a thing. Are so there good. foods that you don't like? I wish. No, I love food. <laughs> I like really genuinely love it. I don't like black olives. Oh, I don't like, I don't like olives, period. I don't like olives. Yeah, period. Um, celery for me is very interesting. Like cooked in a chicken noodle soup. Fine. Okay. Raw on a salad. Too strong of a taste. Mm -hmm. It like takes over the salad to me. Um, celery and peanut butter. Fine. So it's like, it depends on how it's depends done, on, mm -hmm. but not necessarily my favorite go-to food. Celery. Um... But yeah, no, I was such a picky eater growing up that I think, thanks to my dear friend Kristen, who is an amazing cook and friend, I learned to just like love onions and mushrooms and all these things that I thought I didn't like. What do you do when you're on the road? Like how? Okay, so Eat if fast you, food. But like what? What are you getting? Just all of it, girl. I love fast food. I'm going to really try not to on this work the world. I'm actually really working on losing weight right now. So I'm going to try my best, but you know, a lot of times we finish late and it's the only thing that's open. Mm. So, and I love a good, you know, fried chicken. Oh, I love yes. a good, uh, Taco Bell moment. Taco Bell. I had that last night. Yes. Um, so yeah, I love fast food. I grew up on it. It's just, it's a, it's a guilty pleasure. Also, I, I just wonder if the first person who called you Shepard in our very beginning episodes, like knows that they started a they thing. They started a thing. I love it. I love it too. My agent messaged me the other day and she was like, Do, should I start calling you Shepard now? <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, I guess so. I love it. <laughs> Next voicemail. 
Hey there, my name is Brian from Phoenix, Arizona, and first of all, I'd like to say that I'm fully obsessed with the reviews. Laganja, you're gorgeous and fierce as hell, and Joseph, you are cute as all get out. Also, whoever designed the background and lighting gets major props. I also love the positivity and opinions you both bring to these reviews. Okay, my question for you relates to traveling specifically being on a plane for a long period of time. From watching Laganja's YouTube videos, I definitely see her getting her frequent flyer miles in. Personally, I love traveling, but I hate being on a plane for anything longer than three hours. So if you were going on a long-haul flight, what is your plane routine? What do you do to keep yourself entertained or comfortable when you just want to be able to get up and stretch your legs? Let me know your tips. Keep up the great work and safe travels. Bye-bye. Did you write this as an email and then read it? Why? Because that's what I felt. I felt like he was reading it. Oh, so really? I was getting, so yeah, I was like, you're reading email? If not, you have a really great presenting voice. Yeah, I'm like, totally. Get it. I didn't clock it. Um, my routine is two Tylenol PMs and a double Jack and Coke. I like that. I mean, not good for your liver, but it works. I, I don't like to be awake on planes. I like to sleep the whole way if possible. Because trying to entertain myself for five to seven hours is just like impossible. Um, when I am awake, I definitely try to work. So I edit videos. I work on anything. Emails. I always buy the internet if I know I'm not going to be able to sleep. Or if my pills wear off and I wake up. But yeah, no, my favorite thing to do is to drug the doll and have her go to sleep. Mm -hmm. I'm the complete opposite. Really? I have to be awake. Why? Because anytime I ever fall asleep on a plane, I wake up and it is so uh, like hot to me. Like I, uh -huh. I'm a hot yeah, sleeper. I get that. So I'll wake up and I will start panicking because one, I'm so hot. And then if that little baby little air thing doesn't work properly, I'm like, Give And now me you air. know some planes don't have the baby little thing above you. I know. It's rude. I don't understand. I'm like, I need a jet system in my face. It's and it's already like yeah, it's already So at least give me that. Or when they when they have it on and it's hot air blowing on you. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. Or like when you have to like sit at the gate and you're waiting and then they turn off please, the air. Please don't get me started on sitting at the gate, mama. I just went to Canada and I just got to say it again. Canada air can suck me from the back. Like they <laughs> suck. The worst airline. I've literally worse than spirit. I didn't know. No. You could, didn't know you could get worse than spirit, but it is so bad. Oh my God, it was miserable. We were stuck on the tarmac. My flight got canceled. I had to sit middle seat. I mean, just bad experience all around. They lost my bag. Girl, it was out of control. Out of control. But I do always think that like if the plane were to crash, <laughs> I know it's very dark, but if the plane were to crash, like people were like, well, don't you want to be like awake and alert? And I'm like, no, mama, I don't. I definitely <laughs> want to be on sleeping pills and relaxed and just like, well, here we go, dolls. Like, I don't want to be awake and stressing out. I'd rather be groggy and just kind of like go with the crash. What I've never <laughs> understood about crashes is how come under every plane seat, like they say like, oh, that you may have like a life preserver or whatever. Why don't they have freaking parachutes? And what, we're all just going to know how to work a parachute? Well, maybe they can add it at the first of like the safety demonstration. Oh, yeah, because everyone pays attention to that. Well, hey, you know what? I'd rather a parachute than a random seat that I hold on to and jump off a plane and then just hope that I float. I mean, I just feel like if the plane is crashing nine times out of 10, you're going to die. 
I hate to be, you know, bleak, but I feel like most people do not survive plane crashes. Like, let me look this up. How yeah. Okay. Love. Is there a percentage, percentage of people that who survive plane survive crashes? Oh my God. What a great way to start this week's episode. <laughs> Now we're going to have someone write in who's like, uh, I actually survived a plane crash and it's because I was awake and alert and I was able to use the life floaty underneath my chair. What's it say? According to a study by the European Transport Safety Council, plane crashes technically have a 90% survivability rate. What? And this figure is That's increasing. Europeans. Americans, look up Americans because let me tell you, they ain't surviving. They could barely get back <laughs> from the McDonald's and survive. Come on now. I mean, for real. That's crazy. What? Yeah, that's what all I keep seeing. I keep seeing 90 to 95%. How do they survive? Maybe these are like smaller crashes. Maybe it's like. A I feel like bender. if you're going into the water at that crazy impact, mama, you're drowning. Like what? On that note, for your voicemail. <laughs> um, yes. Stay asleep. I always bring things to do. Yeah. Um, whether it's my switch, um, what's a switch Nintendo switch. Ah, okay. Yeah. We weren't good with video games with the lightsaber thing. Yeah. That we're doing. Somebody wrote in the name <laughs> of the game and I was like, yeah, I think that is it. Can't remember it. Lightsaber or yeah. beat saber. I think that's what they called it. I forget. It's a good game though. I think it also was on Delta's podcast that she said if a flight's over three hours, then she prefers the aisle but if it's under three hours she prefers the window oh i'm a window girl always always because well, i'm you know sleep so i need something to lean against mm -hmm. i normally sleep like frontward oh really on, on the, the little, thing yeah i, I put like my and there's too many limbs i'm like i can't do it are you an aisle person always oh okay normally always because i just like my leg to be right i'm a... i know well i i am that rude bitch i'm gonna tattletale on myself you know how it's like one bag goes up one bag goes underneath mm -hmm. oh no ma'am she puts both bags up because I need that leg room. Of course. I know, but it's so rude. And then the plane gets full and I'm always like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Well, those people should have got yeah. to the plane faster. Well, it's true. That's why I get the early bird special for the Southwest because <laughs> I'm going to put both bags up. Unless it's my dog. And in which case, obviously, I put her in front of me. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I need that leg room. I feel you. I hope we answered your question. <laughs> we sure went on a tangent. That's for sure. <laughs> we're going to take a break. And when we get back, we're going to get into this episode of Drag Race All-Stars 8, episode 6. Wow. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we are back with Queening Out. We are about to break down this week's episode, mm -hmm. the rusical, the unauthorized rusical of Joan Crawford. Ooh. Ooh. So all the girls got to kind of pick their parts. Yeah. It was pretty amicable. There was one little tryout sesh, right? Mm -hmm. Between Jessica and Candy. Yes. Yeah. Candy ended up taking it home. She did, yeah. and Jessica got to have an axe. Which worked out way better in her favor, if, I, if I do say so myself. I think Jessica in a previous episode was like, oh, rook, drag rook. Drag look was rock. Mm -hmm. So I really kind of felt like this tied in with that. She was giving us that rock and roll, and 
she honestly was my favorite. I got to be honest. I thought she killed this week's challenge. She really stood out to me. I felt like Candy was good, but it was highly produced. I mean, I knew from jump when it was like, well, I I went home and I was like, here we go. They're setting her up for the win. I really felt it. I was like, yeah, I'm feeling the heavy hand in this edit right now. Which to me made it a little boring because it was like not a surprise. I saw it from jump that like, oh, this is Candy's week. She hasn't had a moment. So we're going to make her, you know, look good. I thought Candy did good. Um, Looking at all of the girls, I think that Kahana's dancing was the best. However, her face, like they said, was not there. Sure. But she didn't feel bottom to me. Really? Yeah. Mm Mm-mm. The literally, I need to like, I watched it through like two or three times, but like her face to me just was not giving it. She wasn't wasn't, giving Joan. She wasn't giving. Yes. That's for sure. That's what it was. But I don't know. I really didn't think anyone this week was in the bottom. I thought they all did good. was pretty great. They really all did good. Did I love the show? (laughs) But I felt like they all did good. Mm -hmm. They all did good. No one was bad. They all hit their mark. They all told the story. They all did their choreo. So, yeah, it was a good week for the girls, I felt. This is what I wonder, too, though. So there's all these different genres of songs. Yeah. Each of them get a different genre. Right. So you can be the best at the genre that you have, but that song may not be the best produced out of all of them. Right. So, like, Candy's song was really great. It was a song that I could see that, you know, they potentially have on the show for, like, a girl group challenge or something. It was disco. It was there. It was a moment. And her number and her choreography was a moment. So those are the things that always go through my head. It's like, okay, well, you have somebody like a James Mansfield whose song was not nowhere near as great as the other options that some of the girls had. So that's what really got into my head. And I was like, is it technically fair? No. I mean, none of it's technically fair. That's why it's a reality television show competition. You know, it's not fair. It's... Produced. Oh, I got a question. I got a question. Yeah. Where do they get their outfits for the Rusical? Because if they're choosing their parts, those outfits are coming from production, obviously. I think it just depends. Like, I think production will supplement and give you things to use. But also, if you brought a bunch of extras and you have something, then, you know, you can use your own thing. So I think it's kind of up to the artist to decide what they want to do. Um, because like Kahana's dress to me was so gorgeous. Like, I don't think production gave her that. I think that was mm-hmm. something she brought, you know? Interesting. Um, one thing I will say about Candy's thing is I was the makeup for me. I, I wanted it to be an actual white cream mask as opposed to like a white powder, powder. to give the look. Maybe because of longevity throughout the day. And Baby, since they had to do yeah. it a lot, she had to do that. Um, yeah, I don't know why I wasn't feeling Miss Candy. I mean, it was good. I liked the big hanger. She nailed the choreo. I think it's just like I said, I I could feel the producers being like, okay, this is her week and we're going to have her win. So I was already like, ugh, girl. Like, why don't we just see who's actually the best and give it to that person? Like, why are we producing this? Because I don't know. Like I said, to me, Jessica sounded really good on mm-hmm. her song. She was super killing it. Like, I really enjoyed her performance. I thought she was going to win. I got to be honest. I was actually thinking that Alexis Michelle was probably I thought Alexis was amazing. Like, that's what I mean. They're, they're, she looked so good. She did. She looked just like Joan. And then she, she did. killed her country choreography. She did. And her song was fast and she had yeah. to rap fast. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just felt um, it was predictable, and that's no fun. I don't want to see who's winning from a mile away. Because it just takes away all the guessing work. Right. And it's kind of like the the viewer that wrote in, 
And basically like, you know, you kind of lose the charisma once you start getting that formula. Right. And people now know the formula. Right. Yeah. But I will say it was super cool. They got to work with Adam Shankman. Mm -hmm. I adore him. I got to just meet him recently at the telethon where we raised a bunch of money for the uh, drag defense fund. He was so nice in person. And so like seeing him on TV, I was like, I'm so glad to know that that isn't a facade and that that is genuinely who he is. Mm -hmm. I thought he did a great job choreographing. I was so impressed to see him up there kicking and twirling. I was like, God, I hope I can move like that at his age. Like, wow, such a legend. Like, so cool. I mean, what a great person to bring onto the show as a choreographer. You know, if it's not going to be me, I'm glad that it was him because like, wow, I would have died to have worked with him. And some of that stuff was intricate. Yeah, no, like, it was really it was... hard choreo for a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, even Candy's thing where she had to jump and do the one leg and then she nailed that perfectly, which I was very much like work queen. Like that wasn't easy. You know, did you agree with the bottom two? For the musical, do you agree that it should have been James and Kahana or do you think it should have been somebody else? Like I said, I really felt like they were all good and there wasn't anyone who was bottom worthy. But I guess like if I had to pick, I guess. Yeah, I mean, definitely James for me. Mm -hmm. I definitely felt like her energy was low and ultimately, like you said, her song wasn't as good, so it was hard to do something with that. But she did look very young. Yes. She did the lips perfectly. Um, I think I just have a soft spot for Kahana. I just love her, and I, I see a little bit of myself in her, or maybe I want to see a little bit of myself in her. But, yeah, I mean, she definitely wasn't giving Joan. Mm -hmm. So I guess if we're critiquing on that aspect of it all, like, yeah, she didn't deliver. But I thought she sounded and looked great and danced well. Well, speaking of another Joan, Grace Jones. Yes. Was, was our runway look. Our runway looks. Night of a Thousand Grace Jones. Night of a Thousand, insert celebrity here. Mm -hmm. Also another formula we keep sticking to. Yeah, we do. Yeah, I was a Night of a Thousand Ruse, season six. So we've been doing this Night of a Thousand Someones. For quite some time. For a decade. But didn't we learn last Queening Out that the Night of a Thousands came from a club in was it New York? Don't ask me, but I remember it was a club. Some, I do remember someone that. told us someone told that us was on last season. Last season it was J Lo, right? Night of a Thousand J Lo's. Yes, it was Night of a Thousand yeah. J Lo's, and somebody told us where it originated from, and it was great. And yeah. if you know where it originated <laughs> from, and you want to remind us, leave us um, a a message at look yeah, because we read our comments or that too, yeah, or the comments. Yes. So, what do we think of Miss Kahana Montrese? You know. It was a little too Vegasy for me. It didn't necessarily read Grace. It really it was more Kahana does Grace as opposed to Grace. But it's wear it. I mean, it's a gorgeous outfit. She looks amazing. She looks amazing. I agree. It is a very gorgeous outfit. I do think I do agree with you on the Vegas thing. And I believe, in all honesty, if she would have just kept it simple, it still would have looked great, and it still would have looked Vegas. <sighs> would have been boring. Because oh. we're going to see some simple looks coming up. And I was like, why? So simple. You know what I mean? Like, I like that she tried to zhuzh it up and make it more drag. I just felt like it went into the Vegas atmosphere as opposed to the clean, structured lines of grace. Yes. Like, the rose petals doesn't feel very grace to me. I agree with you. Let's but still aware it. It's, it's, it's gorgeous. It's a wah. James Mansfield. God bless. It's a no. Oh. Baby, this and what's crazy bad. is like it does look like what Grace wore, but I think it's a no on Grace too. <laughs> I think it was a no all around. I understood where she was going with it. Yeah. She was trying to add the comedy to it. I got like 
I put on a spandex suit from Amazon and then just glued a whole bunch of tails to it. Well, but that's what you're getting from Grace too. But hers looks a little, I think it's because it fits her body. Hers fits better for sure. The fit was wrong, but I don't know. I didn't like how the judges were saying that about the tuck and all that. I'm like, haven't y'all learned from previous seasons? Like we don't really comment on people's tucks. It's kind of inappropriate. Like, can't we find a better way to critique the fit of the crotch? Yes. As opposed to saying meaty tuck. And it came from, I believe, T.S. Madison, who is trans and like obviously is allowed to say that. But for me, it just made me a little bit uncomfortable because I imagined myself out there and then someone saying that to me. And I'm like, well, you can't say that to a trans woman. So why should you be able to say that to a drag queen? Like, you know, and I just remember like Evie Oddly has had some issues with how oh, yeah. they talked about her penis. I know um, Jade Sotomayor had issues with how they talked about her, you know, junk so again, I'm just like, can't we find a better way to say like the crotch is ill-fitting as opposed to meaty tuck or your dick is so big or things of that nature? Because just, at the end of the day, too, the crotch was ill-fitting. I yeah. didn't see a meaty tuck. Right. I, that's so what like, I'm saying. Yeah. It, I didn't it just either. It needs a different. Yeah. It's like when my crotch didn't fit on season six for the black and white runway, that's like what that's what Michelle told me. She was like, the crotch is too low. And it's like, fine, that's totally appropriate to say. And I also, as I'm saying all this, I'm like, oh, Jesus, Jay, lighten up and who cares? It's a freaking jerk show. Like, why are you being so hard on like, we should be proper. But I don't know. I just know when I saw it, it made me a little uncomfortable. And I was like, there's got to be a better way. Or this is like nighttime nightclub talk and not for national television talk. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So you would wear this? No. <laughs> No, I wouldn't wear this for sure. This is a, I wouldn't wear Grace's. I wouldn't wear hers. It's a tear it all around. Tear it. Next up, Candy Muse. Now, I will say I liked this from certain angles. Yeah. And when other angles were hit, it wasn't a thing. It also reminded me of like those play mats that you would have as a child. Oh my God, yes, totally. But I do think that she, she did a great job of converting one to the other yeah but there was just one little thing about it that looked very playground to me but besides that that's literally what i was gonna say is it's giving me mcdonald's playground from the 90s and then it, that's giving me like germs anxiety so like mm. i don't know i feel like again when i look at graces i'm like okay like i don't know that this is one i would have picked per se mm -hmm. i really love how she took the exclamation point and turned it into a k mm -hmm. I thought that was very creative I do think it's a great look on her. You know, she loves the silhouette with like short leotard, long legs. That always looks great on Candy because her legs are killer. I love the color choice. I love the origami shape. Mm -hmm. It's a wear it. It's a wear it for sure. But like you said, at some angles, you could tell that it was like cardboard cut out glued onto mm -hmm. a black leotard. Mm -hmm. You know, not the most creative per se. No, but it, I mean, it looked good from the this looks great. It does. No, it so, looks good. I would wear it. I would wear it too. Miss Jessica Wilde. I will say something about this. The stage lighting did not do her justice because it was a purple dress. Okay. And with the purple lighting, okay. it made her really washed out for me when I was looking. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. I think it's the material. It's puckering a lot. Um, it's not the most expensive silk. Mm. So it, is showing every little imperfection. And I think that's what is killing it a little bit. Grace's is perfectly glued to her body. It almost looks like liquid. Whereas this, it, you could tell it was just worked and worked and worked mm -hmm. on. Um, it's a tear it for me. I gotta be honest. I don't love it. Uh, yeah. 
I wouldn't wear it. I'm being so honest today. I feel bad. I hate giving my opinion sometimes when they're not like, I love them because I love Jessica. But for me, this outfit, it just, it's just meh. Yeah. It's okay. I wasn't a fan. Um, I think that the color, like I said, with the staging and everything, the lighting didn't really go with it. I also think Grace's looks a little bit more elevated where Jessica's like, Jessica added the sleeves and stuff to it. And I really want to know what it would have looked like Right, the sleeves is giving me 80s, which sure, okay, Grace was definitely vibing in that era, but yeah, I don't know. It's not as chic as you said. It's not as sleek. And ultimately, like, when I look at this outfit, I'm like, okay, well, how would I interpret that? Because, like, I think Grace is definitely known for this hood vibe, Mm -hmm. and I would have loved to have seen just, like, a giant (gasps) hood, you know? Like, just a giant hood, like, even on a leotard, but make the hood really large, and then maybe give us, like, some long purple Balenciaga vibration boots. I don't know. Maybe that's how I would have done it. But yeah, for me, it missed the mark. Yeah. Lala Re. Tara. Tara. Too simple. Too simple. Again, it's like Grace has so many iconic looks that it's like, why would you choose that? And then look at the insane mask that Grace had with this look, you know? So it's like, why didn't you give us that? Like, Well, she did have the mask, but it wasn't. She did? Yeah, the little white. But it was a big Girl, circle. Girl, that's giving Jabba walkies. It was a big circle and it wasn't like a half, like a crescent moon. Right. And also I was not a fan of the latex. Is it latex? Yeah. Or pleather. pleather. Yeah. Yeah. One or the other. I wasn't a fan of that because that. It, the hat's also giving me like Mickey Mouse hat that she took the ears off of and put the bow on. I don't know. <laughs> I'm reading today. I feel so bad. But no, I. I, I just feel like this was such a great moment for a fashion vibration. You know, it's fucking Grace Jones. And eh, just like, I'm like, y'all could have brought it more. Did Alexis bring it more? I did like this look. I love this. This is look. a wear it. This is a wear it for me. I thought, again, see, this is a much better reference to choose from. It gives you something to work mm. with. Yeah, I think it's cool. I think she looks elevated. I think she looks sharp, sleek, chic. Yeah, it's good. I loved this. I loved her makeup. I loved everything about it. And I was like, Alexis, you brought it. I thought Alexis did really great this episode. That's why I was a little shocked to see her safe when I probably would have put her in the top. And she really kind of stuck to the original outfit, Mm -hmm. which like when the original outfit is good, there's nothing wrong with emulating it. You know, Mm -hmm. like I think a lot of these girls tried to interpret this in their own way or add their own vibe, which I do appreciate. But also like when you're working with something like Grace Jones, that's pretty close to perfection like just emulate that just emulate it yeah Yeah. because look she even got that black and white stripe uh you know off panel so cool so good total wear it yeah total wear it and last up for our regular top seven we have not regular regular we have jimbo (laughs) so funny enough i don't know if we'll be able to find the picture i had this dress made Gia Gunn and I, when we were traveling as team too much, hers was red, mine was black. So this is a look that I really love. And I think Jimbo killed it. I think Jimbo absolutely killed it. I mean, and Jimbo rhinestoned it, which of Mm -hmm. course is just elevating the look for all stars. The hair hat, amazing. Some of the best hair Jimbo's had this season, like the thumbs up. I loved that hair too. So yeah, I think this is a total wear it. And again, I just love the original reference. It's so classic Grace. It's just, it's so chic. It's gorge. I loved it. I love the hair hat. I was like, because she doesn't have a hair hat, right? I don't think Grace's is made of hair. No, that's I was like, oh, so, so smart. genius. Yeah. 
Loved it. Just a little thing. I would totally wear this. Yeah, totally. You ready for the fame game? I am. I actually watched Untucked this wow. week. I know. Look at me. So I saw these. So I'm excited to say what I think. First up, we had... A tarot. Party City. <laughs> a tarot! Monica Beverly Hills! All I can think of is, like I said, when Yuha just kept saying, like, well, what if all our looks are bad? And I'm like, well, no one will have that. Poor Monica. The looks have just not been good. It it just feels very costumey. I mean, look at this headpiece. It's so little mm -hmm. in comparison to Grace's large one. And again, you're choosing from Grace's look and you pick a black leotard and cape. Like, come on. Even for Grace, that was simple. Like, But that headpiece on Grace was amazing. Amazing. And definitely helped elevate the outfit. But mm-mm. Tear it. Mm-hmm. Nisha Lopez... See, again, what a much better reference to be picking from. Also, how did no one do the Keith Haring reference? I don't know. That was, was shocking to me. I was like, what? Y'all aren't going to do the like classic Grace? Like Maybe because they all thought everyone will Everyone's pick that. Everyone's going to do that, yeah. But yeah, this reference, so good. I definitely love the gold bodysuit. The suit is a total wear it for me. The headpiece is a tear it. When she turned around and she had that one big braid in the back, I was like, now girl, what? Like, why didn't you just keep the gorgeous long... 40 inch human hair and just put the gold thing in it. Like, why did you add this braid on top that looks so boo boo? But yeah, no, it's a wear it for me. I mean, the gold bodysuit is gorgeously constructed. It's totally giving what Grace had on, but in her own version. So I respect it. <gasps> you hate it. I love the OG version. I think that that just it's stands better. out in a different way. Yeah. And I do believe that Nacia Lopez is kind of just mixes in. Like it kind of just all, cause her hair is the same color. Like it's not like she did like the white hair or anything like that. I really wish that she would have done something to stand out. Well, maybe out she more. should have done gold hair since the whole outfit Ooh, was white gold, yes. and she did white hair. And then if she had done gold hair, like metallic gold hair. That could have looked bomb. Could have looked cool. Yeah. Not so it's a tear it for you. Tear it for me. Wow. Okay. I thought of all the looks Nacia has been serving in the fame game. This was one of her best ones. I agree with that. Okay. But I still would tear it. Okay. <laughs> Next up, Miss Kasha Davis came. I I was so happy with I'm her. I'm so proud of her. And I knew the minute I saw the dress, I was like, this is the iconic Hollywood Bowl dress. If she turns around and has her ass out, I'm going to die. And then she did. And I was like, that's so fucking correct, Kasha. Yes. So good. So good. So good. Such a moment for her. So happy for her. Showing off her natural body. I love it. I love it. Wear it. Total wear it. And last up, we had Miss Darian Lake coming Mama, through. Mama, Darian's killing it to me in the fame she game. She sure is. I love this look, and I love the way she interpreted it. See, this this to me is a great example of how you take something Grace did and take you it to the next it. level because she made it a full outfit. She added the headpiece. She's got these great iconic glasses. She was selling it on the runway. I mean, I'm very proud of Darian, too. I think she's killing it. She's totally killing it. And I love this look. I also think that she looked a little bit like Jafar from Aladdin. 100%. And I was like getting, I was like, oh my gosh. Then I was like, I would love to see Darian Lake as like an evil, like Jafar villain. Like yeah, I'm love feeling it. that for her. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, But I loved it. Yeah, I loved it too. It's a total wear it. Total wear it. Well, we're going to take a break. And when we get back, we're going to chat our winners and who left. Oh, and also, Laganja, we have a little time warp situation. Oh, my God, a time warp. We haven't done one of those this season. I know. Okay, I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, we'll be right back. Well, we are back. It's queening out. Yes, it is. So, Laganja, we had our um, top, which was Candy Muse. Yes. 
and you did not necessarily agree with that. <laughs> and our bottom two ended up being James Mansfield and Gahana Montrese. Which I also didn't necessarily agree with, but yeah. I agree with that too. And uh, our lip sync assassin was Angeria Paris Van Michaels. They performed- Was who? Angeria Paris Van Michaels. Wow, I didn't know she had so many names to her name. Or as Tammy Brown calls her, Angoria. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, Tammy says everything special. (laughs) She so does. Yeah. Uh, They performed to I'm Not Perfect, But I'm Perfect for You by Grace Jones. And it ended up with Candy Muse winning. She pulled the lipstick out and sent James home. Now, I am going to go ahead and give Candy her flowers here since I did read her this whole episode. She was amazing at the lip sync. She absolutely slayed Angeria. Like, she was very sexy. She was giving me the vibes. She killed it, and I was very happy for her. I thought she looked great. I thought she did She did great. She did great. And Angeria also looked gorgeous. I loved the hair. Obviously, a girl in green. Mm-hmm. You know, if it ain't green, I'm not. I'm not interested. Thank you. I was about to say, queen. Um, but yeah, so it, it was good. Angeria was good. But yeah, Candy, wow. I was super impressed, and I was like, okay, queen. Now, that's how you impress me. And you turned you it. Yeah, she turned it. She turned it. And then, yeah, she pulled out. James lipstick and I was I was a little gagged but also not really since I'd watched Untuck this mm-hmm. week and I knew that you know she and Kahana had a connection and they were friends so I was like well I get it but I was just shocked because when I did watch Untucked every single girl voted for James which was a little baffling to me because yeah. I believe that James even though Kahana has won I do believe that James's track record is a little bit better. Agreed. Agreed. So that was it was shocking to me and there was like this moment too like a little pit in my stomach where I was like, "Oh, like yeah. That was probably the first elimination that kind of really really hit for me and I was like, "Oh, James is going to leave now." Like, yeah. Well, I think, you know, ultimately it did come down to people felt like James was a threat and you know, some of the girls have mentioned that when it comes to voting people off, they're going to start voting off people they think are threats. So, I mean, you know, it's it's hard to say when you're in that moment what you would do. I think personally I would stick to track record because I just that's who I am. And I, I just couldn't send somebody who's good home because I'm threatened by them. Like, if anything, I want to keep the people who are good around me because when I win, I want to know that I won fair and square against the best. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, it, it definitely was a little shocking to see the girls choose her, all of them. Well, Aganja, it's time to hit the button. Okay. Going to the time warp. Okay. Let's hit it. Boop. Laganja. Yes. All-Star 6. Uh-huh. We talked about a lot of season 6. We did, Last yeah. season, we did not talk about All-Star 6. Did we not? We just said that you came from the ceiling. Because I think okay. you, literally it was very close time. You know, ah, like it was, right, 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 right. So I want to know from you, what was that experience like being a lip sync assassin? Like, yeah. You get the phone call. Did you get a phone call? Or was it I did. email? Or like, how, was what was phone it call. like? Phone call. Um... Well, for me, it was like really a great moment. I was super excited to receive that call, just like I was excited to receive the season six call um, because, you know, I've been wanting to be a lip sync assassin since it was created. I felt like that is what I'm known for doing and this would be a great way for me to go back to the show but stay in my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was super excited and began working immediately on the outfit um, because I knew that it wasn't like a theme, right, where we had to have a certain, you know, parameter to what we wore so of course I knew I wanted it to be green I knew I wanted it to be weed related and I actually have a whole YouTube 
uh, episode that follows my journey through making the outfit, through rehearsing and choreographing the number. And you, you see the whole thing if people are interested in that. Um, but yeah, it was such a special moment and I definitely had a lot of anxiety going in. Like once they came and picked me up from my house, it was just like my heart was racing. Uh, and it wasn't really until I stepped out of the car and, and my dress blew up like Marilyn Monroe that I knew I was a star and I was meant to be there. And I just sort of like relaxed into it as much as I could. I was definitely medicated for sure, which helped as well. Um, but yeah, it was definitely just such a moment I'll never forget. You know, I had told them that I wanted to enter from the ceiling like Tandy Amon Dupree. And so they had built me a platform. And when I got in there, it was actually on the left side of the stage and I am a left splitter. So that wasn't going to work. So I literally had them like undrill it, move it over, redrill it in, which was so cool that that production did that for me. And then, yeah, we filmed it like five or six times without an audience just so that they could make sure they got it on camera in case the one time that I did it for the Queens and mm -hmm. the judges wasn't right. Um, of course that didn't happen and they ended up using it the last time I did it, but I do believe the overhead shot was most likely from one of the pre tapes before the crowd was there. And yeah, it was just, it was magic. I'll just never forget it. And, and the minute I hit that stage, it was like, I just felt such an intense amount of relief and I mm -hmm. just knew that I was giving it my all and that ultimately people were going to love it. I didn't know that it would be as viral as it was truly um, because it really changed my career. I mean, truly, I feel like the last couple of years I've just been working off that five minute moment. Um, but yeah, it was, it was so special and you know, it's like, I didn't even know I hit silky with my, Oh, outfit. <laughs> like that was something that I didn't know until I saw on TV and I died when I saw that because I actually hit her twice. I don't know if they show it, but I hit her twice. She's definitely let me know that. Um, and yeah, it was just so cool to, to be competing against my season six sister Trinity, because like I was saying earlier, I like to compete against people who are good. Mm -hmm. I want to be challenged. I don't want to just molly wop some little old easy rinkity dink girl, you know? So it was Jumbo. <laughs> you know what I, I did want to say something about that moment you know at the beginning of the episode mm -hmm. I had mixed feelings about it did you yeah it's sort of like how the, the tuck talk where part of me is like you guys can't say those things and then the other part of me is like oh lighten up who cares mm -hmm. it was the same thing with Jimbo like there was a part of me that was like are you really complaining about not being a good lip syncer and like being embarrassed when you've won every challenge and then the other part of me was like well, I'd be the opposite of Jimbo and I would probably screw up in all the challenges, but be great at lip syncing. And so I would probably be embarrassed that I didn't do great over here. So it's like I could relate, but I also was like, maybe keep that to yourself. Like you're looking a little victim-y. That's what I was thinking. But then I remembered, oh, every single week he's losing out on $10,000. Oh, so I was I'm like, I'm gonna be crying just for that. <laughs> so literally he's lost three lip syncs, which is 30 grand. Yeah. And Candy just got 30 grand. So like those are the things that it was going through my head. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's probably not only like he's performing in front of Rue, he's not doing great. And right. then on top of that, you're not winning money. So I understood it from that point. But um Well, yeah, and at the end of the day, as I was also saying earlier, like people are afraid to be vulnerable, and Jimbo was being vulnerable mm -hmm. in that moment. So in the end, I do appreciate it, but there was a part of a me that moment, was yeah. just like, maybe not the best look for you, doll. Like, just you know, keep it. Keep I know what you're. I know what you're feeling, but yeah, it's like again. That's why this show is so interesting. Is like, it's so easy to have an opinion on something, but then even me, someone who has an opinion on things, I'm like, but do I really feel that, or like, 
do I feel the other? Can I relate to the other? Like, you know, it's like, I think sometimes people often forget that, like there's two sides to a coin, Yeah. you know, and it's, it's really a balance of both. So anyways, I don't know why I went on that tangent. Um, but yeah, all star six was amazing. I'm so grateful I got to do it. It changed my life. And I feel like in five minutes, I really proved to people why I am an all-star and why ultimately I don't need to compete as one. Were you nervous about winning because you would have to send somebody home? No. 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 I know I was winning. Yeah. That knew. was never a question. And whoever I had to send home, I didn't pick them. Y'all did. Yeah. So I just have to deliver the message. So no, I didn't feel bad about that. And what did you think when you actually got physical? Like when you got the song, when they were like, this is the song that you're going to be doing. I'm I'm not the biggest Dula Peep fan. <laughs> I really don't like listen to her music that much. So I didn't even really know it, to be honest. But when I heard it, I was like, okay, this song is fierce. I love it. And I felt like, oh, of course it's this song because on season six, I had the Let's Get Physical original song mm -hmm. challenge with um, April Carry On. So I was like, oh, this is cute. Like it's tying into that moment. And yeah, you know, I definitely loved it once I heard it. But like when they first told me it, I was like, what? I don't know that song. You're like, what is that? Yeah. But I do love recently how everyone's comparing me to um, Jasmine because she oh, did yes. hallucinate and killed it. I'm loving that moment. So yeah, we Jasmine and I have been tweeting each other being like, okay, well, when are we doing like a trans doula peep tour? And I'm like, I'm into it. So let's make it happen. Doula peep. Yeah. Well, that was it for the time warp. And that's it for the episode this week. I can't believe it. And Our last time officially together in the same room. Yes. I know. I'm sad about season. it too. But don't worry, we're still going to continue yes. these episodes. We're just going to be zooming into one another. So this lovely background and professionalism will be most likely me in a dressing room. Hey, <laughs> that's something. But you're still going to hear our voices and our opinions, and we're not going to leave you dry. We won't. So make sure to send us an email at Joes. That's L-A-G-A-N-J-O-E-S at gmail.com. Or you can uh, leave us a voicemail at 805-624-5402. That's 805-624-5402. Ooh, I love that ASMR version. I had to, I had to give it. Yeah. Well, I'm Joseph Shepard. And I'm Miss Laganja Astrancha. Thanks so much for watching <gasps> Queening Out. We'll see you next week. Mwah. Bye.